Welcome to Soulistic Hope with your inside out therapist. We're so excited to be here with you today. We're going to share our hot mess life stories with coffee stains on our shirts and a whole lot of laughter. All while pursuing holistic growth. Often the journey of transformation can feel upside down and also inside out. We're two therapists who love to empower people from the inside to the outside. I'm Lindsay, a clinical psychotherapist. I'm Miriam, a licensed occupational therapist and nutritionist. We would love to have you join us as we unravel practical life strategies with our professional insights. Providing some solistic steps to get started. break yes it's a good thing though yeah very good we are excited though for our new series connecting through communication yeah yeah um and so we're going to try to give you guys some really practical tips and tools to utilize we're not going to dig super deep into like different communication styles and all of that but we will give you some resources that you can look into maybe some books and different things that you can use today we'll focus on some of those practical tips how we can stay healthy in mind through connecting and communicating with others so today's focus and you might notice in some of our episodes the mind one tends to be a little bit more information <laughs> I think it feels like and I think that's because it's you know the understanding oh, piece it is it is it's all the things that happen in our mind right, right. which is a lot I don't know. which is how we do things right how we yeah. do everything yeah so, so. We tend yes. to have quite a bit in, in the mind yeah. piece, but I think it's good and practical, so hopefully yeah. you guys enjoy that. So one of the things, the first things that we thought of that would be practical and helpful is focusing on understanding how are we communicating with others? How do we communicate with others and even ourself and having an awareness of even our internal dialogue? How many of you guys have, I know I've done this, is, you know, that person hasn't responded to me. And then we go on this internal dialogue, right, of what that means and how we feel about that. And, well, they must think this or they must think that, right? Right. And I think that's something to be aware of and maybe be cautious of because sometimes we can have a tendency to go on a rabbit trail that maybe we... Yeah, I think when we (laughs) talk about, like, our... um, our neural pathways and how mm-hmm. we are to kind of create new ones. Mm-hmm. I think the same is true about being aware of how we speak to ourselves in our mind yeah. and how we speak to others because a lot of the time uh, we're not aware. We, we're on autopilot when we think and when we speak. Mm-hmm. Um, I noticed this is true for myself when my boys are like, why are you yelling? And I'm like, what? <laughs> I'm not yelling. I'm just saying, go clean your room or go do I'm this. Just maybe a little I'm more like, intense. Than it's passion. Usual. It's called passion. <laughs> I'm passionate about you cleaning your room. <laughs> yep. And I've had people say that about you know in my family, a lot of us speak very loudly and passionately. You know, <laughs> leaning maybe a little bit more t- towards the Italian you know excitement, and people think that we're yelling, and we're like, no, we're actually not. Yeah. I mean, if you want to hear me yell, I can I can show you that, but <laughs> yeah. I, I don't think you want that. <laughs> There's a huge difference. There is a difference, but, you know. Yeah, so I had to, like, really be mindful of my tone, which is not something that intuitively I would have been. 
Yeah. It's something that I had to be intentional about of like, okay, mm-hmm. hey, buddy, can you clean your room? Right. Here's, if not, there's the consequence. All of those things in parenting. But I didn't, they had to say like, hey, like what's, you know, you notice you're yelling? And I'm like, no. Because we told them like yelling's not okay or, right? right like we'll right. talk to them and they're like, okay, but wait, you're yelling right now. It feels now. like you're yelling right now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, sometimes it's the, and it's the way we're saying it. Or the, the other part of know. that I always lean into for an excuse is that I have some like hearing loss in my left ear. Okay, and okay. so I'm like, yeah. oh, I'm just, it's because I, I can't hear myself. And so I think that if I just am louder with you, you'll it'll you'll really hear it. And they're boys, so you know, like yeah. there's an extra layer to that of, right. of hearing. Right. Me. The the ears they have a selective thing sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I think listening. I think being aware of how we uh, communicate and mm-hmm. but and even how ourselves. even how our internal dialogue is affecting how we're communicating to others right totally. because what we're thinking about the situation our perspective how we're perceiving things is going to impact the way that we're interacting you know i know like for myself if i'm already feeling frustrated about something and then it comes up in right. a whatever then i'm going to react more strongly i'm going to respond more strongly i'm right. going to have a different way of interacting whereas if i hadn't been already thinking about that thing or having a whatever about that thing i might be less likely to have as, as intense of a response or whatever sure. you know yeah so those kinds of things are good to be aware of take note of those things being mindful of those areas for yourself and you know and how that affects your interaction with others yeah um, and we also were kind of talking about sometimes we need to reflect a little bit. Yeah. So sometimes that means maybe taking some time to journal, reflect. Uh, for some people, it might be reading a good book that's about mm-hmm. that particular area. Um, others, it might be uh, having you know sitting down with someone that you trust that's a mentor or a good friend mm-hmm. and and kind of processing and yeah. talking through different things whether they're there maybe to listen and you're just kind of externally processing or maybe they'll give you a little bit of feedback and insight that that could be helpful too yeah there's actually a really good book that I like um and I used to refer to it often but the book um is about self-esteem and we'll put it in the either on our the resources on our resources <clears throat> or in an email or on our, our Instagram, but the book is about self-esteem and it has different levels of inner critics that we can have. So yeah. each of us are going to have different types of critics because we are different and our, our childhood has different experiences and how in our personality. And so um, I really like the book because it gives an insight to the dynamic of how many inner critics we can have and how to kind of help those different parts. Yeah. Um, so I recommend that for like the <laughs> internal work of reflection. For the external work, I highly recommend um, asking people, asking the closest yeah. people around you, like, hey, how do how do you how do receive me? How do yeah. I come across? Yeah, yeah, that's right? good. That's good. Um, um, getting that feedback a little bit. On, yeah. Uh, do I sound intense? Do I sound Listen, whatever? Do I sound emotional? I do make I sound, so many you know, emails, and I run it by Jared because Jared. My, <laughs> oh, Jared's my husband. Jared is so soft and sweet and tender in the way he communicates because that's just his personality. Um, and so I am to the point, a little bit cutthroat, a little bit in your face. Straightforward. Straightforward. And so I'm always wanting to make sure that I tenderize some of my language. Um, and so I'll, I'll run it by Jared and say, okay, how does this seem? 
Or the other person I like to run it by is one of my really good friends, Jill. Mm -hmm. And I'll ask her, like, hey, was this too much? I'll throw a text to her, like, is this okay? She's like, that's too much, Lindsay. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm I'm kind of the opposite. Like, Mm -hmm. I I tend to beat around the bush, like, you know, a lot. And then eventually get down to, like, the the bottom line. I don't know if it's because I'm trying to communicate, like, the many layers of the dynamics of Mm -hmm. whatever it is. And then, you know, the... Or whatever the reason is. But a lot of times... People are like, oh, you're that was so gentle and sweet, and I'm inside. I'm like, well, inside I felt like a volcano, but okay, I'm <laughs> I'm glad that's what you got. I'm because, glad because you know, because <laughs> I you know don't want you to feel what I'm feeling. <laughs> oh goodness, yeah. So there's a healthy medium in there. There's yeah. So if we can find somewhere in between, yeah. you know, I think that's really good. Um, for sure, speaking the truth, but in love, right? For sure, is what we want to do. So. Yeah. Yeah. So we, what we wanted to do was kind of just allow there to be a space of awareness for that, but then also give some guidance and share of how to share and how to listen. And so I want to kind of walk through that dynamic of how to share. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Practical. Okay. So the first step of that or the first process within that of how to share is uh, observing the behavior. So uh, this is really about kind of like sensory data, like what's happening, what is going on in this space that I feel not great, mm-hmm. that I want to communicate something. And so the language around it is when I saw dot, 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 or when I heard dot, 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 like when I heard you say X, Y, Z. Then the next portion of that, so the next step is what our thoughts are about it. So when I heard you say X, Y, Z, what I made up about that was, and always speaking from an I position, mm-hmm. what I believe about that is, what that has triggered for my part is, <laughs> right? And so we're, we're really putting it on what we made up about it, not necessarily what the intentions of the other person was. So what I made up about that was, you're not caring for me or you're wh- whatever it is. I What I made up about that might be, I wasn't thought of, whatever the case is. So then the next portion of that is emotions. Um, and our emotions are generated from our thoughts. So, and about that, I'm feeling lonely or I'm feeling sad or I'm feeling hurt. And so typically that's where people usually stop. And the issue with that is that it's gonna happen again, mm. right? There isn't a request made about that or some form of um, resolution, right? Yeah. And so the, one of the questions that we ask then after that is, or, or a request to be made is, what I would prefer is, and then dot, dot, dot. So like yeah. what I would like for next time to be is if you would just call me on your way home when you're picking up food or whatever it is. Yeah. And, and so that way we can kind of create a system of how we communicate. So in the way that I just communicated, I am not accusing you of, of being selfish. Um, a, a dynamic, an example I can yeah. think of is when um, a couple is coming home from work and they get themselves food, they didn't get someone else food, something like that, right? And so they get home and there's no food for the other person. And so maybe that brings up a certain kind of feeling. Right. And so walking through that example is, 
when I saw that you brought home food for yourself and you didn't bring any home for me, what I made up about that was is that I'm not thought of or I'm not cared for. Right, right. And the feelings that came up for was hurt and sad. Yeah. And then next time, would you, um, what I would like or what I'd prefer is if you'd give me a call and let me know if I'm, if I like something as well. Right. Right. And so that's like a generic example and just kind of walking through, but there's steps in how we communicate. Cause the other option would have been something like you're selfish. You didn't bring home me anything. (laughs) Right. Right. Would just be that reaction. Right. Or it might be in, and it all depends on our personalities or we might just internally say nothing and be boiling for boiling. And then they're like, what's wrong? Well, I love you. And then like a week later you blow up about something else. About something else that doesn't even have anything to do with the thing. The, the mention of bringing home food for someone would be, I don't know, a touchy subject. Right. And so then this is how we create these wounds. And miscommunication. Yeah, yeah. Because I'm sure if the other person would have known, oh my gosh, so I have an issue in my brain where I forget about other people. (laughs) That's so bad to say out loud. But like, oh, if someone comes over, like I'm not naturally hospitable. If someone comes over and um, they're there and they're hanging out with me and we're doing a Bible study or something, my husband will come down and he'll say, did you want some coffee or some water? Can I get you something? And I'm like, oh my gosh, I didn't even think to ask them, right? And and it's not because I don't care about them. Of course I want to get that for you. I guess for my personality, I would ask for stuff that I need. And so I assume that other people will ask for what they need. Right, right. And yeah. so it's very yeah. hard for me to, in my mind, to be kind of like hospitable in that way. Right. So I'll need someone to say like, hey, when I come over... I, I typically want water or like, hey, next time. Yeah. And so well, I think something sometimes we're focused on something else. Like we're focused on oh. connecting with that person, oh, right? I'm... And so our mind is on that yeah. or on the emotional connection, the whatever, talking about the whatever. And then, yeah. the, you know, those, some of those other <laughs> things I don't get, even, it get just lost, you know. They just... <laughs> it's we think that other people think yeah. like us naturally yeah. and we don't. And We're so that's how yeah. miscommunication comes up is... Mm-hmm. Kind of through assumptions right. of intention, yeah. of the meaning behind it. Mm-hmm. And so when we're hurt, it's super vulnerable to explain that. Right. But when we're with safe people that care about us and that don't want us to be, like, right. don't want to intentionally hurt us and they want to make that right, yeah. then they'll make a way for that not to happen again. Then we learn. We say, hey, and next learn, time, you next know. Time, I can ask yeah. that, which is mm-hmm. no big deal. Yeah, and that just that, like, understanding that we all perceive things differently right. and think about things from a different way. Right. Yeah. So that is kind good. of how we share. That is um, the dynamic of, of sharing or sending a message. Um, and so I want to go into how we listen because that's the other hard part. How we listen for information. Um, and yeah. I love this dynamic of listening because it really takes away from the person of, of having to feel like they need to share. Um, and so part of listening is really putting yourself aside. That's like the biggest step. When, you, when you're in a space and someone's sharing with you, the number one thing to do is scoop yourself up and just put yourself to the side just for a moment yeah. to be in that space with the other person. Mm-hmm. And that's not for all time. Don't keep yourself there. Mm-hmm. But just for this moment. So that way we can put our own emotions and feelings to the side for a moment and hear what that person's really saying. A lot of the time when we don't do that, we want to justify ourselves. We want to defend ourselves. 
Um, and when I say we, I inc- I'm included. We, in that. We're all working on this. We are all in progress with that. Uh, <laughs> very much included with that, and yeah, and yeah. really mm-hmm. putting ourselves aside to say, okay, how can I hear what this person's saying? Right. It's a two way street, you know. We yeah. Have to make space for and and take turns. Mm-hmm. We teach this to our kids. Let's take turns. Mm-hmm. Right. And so yeah. as you put that stuff aside, the first thing as you're listening. Um, you're creating a sense of safety. You're still letting yourself feel emotion while also being able to reflect what's happening. Now, there's two ways of listening. The first way I think of listening is asking yourself three really important questions that have to do with some internal boundaries for yourself. And the first question that you ask yourself is, is it true? Um, And now this is if they're sharing about you or about what they think you're doing or how you feel or if it's crossing any boundaries for you, really recognizing, okay, is it true? That's good. The second one is, do I need more information? Or no, I'm sorry. The second one is, is it not true? Right? The third one is, do I need more information? And here's why those three are really important. Mm. Those three are really important because if it's not true, we need to not process it. Mm, within ourselves yeah Mm. um the idea is that we have this i always like to say we have this like gate in our brain and this gate is a closed door and we get to decide what comes in and what comes out right and if it's not true we could just bounce off that and and we could just go about our day if it is true we can open up that space internally and really let that kind of come in and recognize okay you know, they said that I, you know, I was, wasn't thinking about them. Was I not thinking about them? You know, actually, I didn't think once about them. It would be, I think, helpful to have them in thought when I'm eating or when I'm picking up food for myself. Um, I could ask that. Yeah. I, I can do that. Right. Yeah. And so it's, it gives us time to reflect a little bit about yeah. what's saying, what, yeah. what's happening. So this is the digestible part. When we're with someone and we're listening the biggest thing to remember is to mirror. Yeah. I always like to say, just mirror them. Um, <clears throat> and so what that means is when you share something like, hey, you know, when this thing happened, this is what I made up about it and here are my feelings about it. And so what I would respond with is, what I'm hearing you say is this was your experience. This is what you made up about it. And these are the feelings that came up. Did I get that right? And that's the biggest question. Right? Did yeah. I get that right? Yeah. I feel like I need to write down on a big thing. Like, listen and ask questions. Like, yeah. I feel like that's easy to forget when we're in the moment. Yeah. We're overwhelmed processing all the whatever, all the emotions and reactions, responses, opinions, whatever. Yeah. It's like, listen and ask questions. Yeah. And that's a, it's a learning. It's a it's a it's like a, a habit. It's a, a habit. It's a learn. practice for sure. Yeah. Um, uh, what did you mean by that? Or when you said yeah. this. Is this what you meant or is this, did I get that right? Yeah. Right. Those are all like really important. Like the deepest part of understanding it. Can I understand this so much that I can repeat it back to you and really understand the emotions that you felt in that moment. Mm -hmm. And that's the important part of listening is if we're able to do that, then we've heard the person and they feel heard. They feel, they felt understood or they felt uh, acknowledged in some regard. And then how can we make that right now? Let me share my, my point or the way that I perceived it and kind of what came up for me and how can we move forward with this. I think that um, slowing down is a huge part of that process. 
Um, these are little like worksheets that you can pull out yeah. and say, let's have a conversation um, to follow some of these steps. When we get in our cycle and we start to kind of unwind a little bit and start to going into certain pitfalls. Yeah, sometimes we, we have these tendencies to go down these familiar, you know, trails with, yeah. you know, our emotions or our thoughts and opinions and things. I love how you said it's like a gate. And actually what that reminds me of in, I work in the physiotherapy field, you know, with <clears throat> all of that in the medical field. And there's a something called the gate theory. You mm. probably have heard of this. I don't know. And it's... It, comes to with our nerves and our neurological system and our bodies processing all these sensations pain hot cold all these different things right and we see that how it works is there's only so much space in that gate that pathway that neurological pathway so let's say the person broke their leg but they also broke their shoulder a lot of times when people come into you know a medical uh, facility or what have you they're actually only feeling one of those at one time. They're not always feeling all like all of it at the same time. Mm. And the re so the, what they utilize that in therapy by creating a different sensation and taking up all the space in that gate, that neurological gate pathway, with something else like cold or the Easton. You know, we know that you know electrical stimulation, right? We're taking up all those neurological pathways, gates, <laughs> with that sensation so that it you the pain receptors are very greatly reduced and we're not feeling that as much. And so what that reminds me of in this context, mm -hmm. like you said, is we can be intentional with that gate. Yeah. And we can be intentional. We can learn to be intentional mm -hmm. on op allowing the gate to open for things that are important, like listening and asking questions, reflecting. Uh, what can we learn from this? How mm -hmm. can we move forward and do better next time, mm -hmm. right? And all many of the things that you just said. <clears throat> Rather than allowing that gate to have space for reacting and going down emotional trails that are not necessarily beneficial and spiraling out you know right into certain things mm -hmm. that we we have a tendency to lean towards so i you know i think that's a really great analogy yeah. for for just having that intentionality how how much are we going to allow what what are we going yeah. to allow in and out of, yeah. of that gate and i think you know, we think we yeah. might not have the power to do that Right, but we actually get to choose what we want to process and bring in. Mm -hmm. And the reason I always say my gate looks like a picket fence because <laughs> we get to choose our own gates. Hey, and in yeah. my brain, I have this gate that I can keep closed and people that care about keep open and figure out, is this true? Is this something that I probably need to work on? Is this something that I can process and have emotion about it? Or is this something that what they said is that's actually not true. And so I can just allow it to bounce off my uh, boundary yeah. and keep moving. Yeah. Keep moving forward and not only allowing it to kind of take space. Right. Right. <clears throat> you want to yeah. have the space taken up with the things that are helpful and mm -hmm. beneficial and help you grow and learn. Right. That's so good. Um, and I love something earlier that you mentioned was that emotions are generated from thoughts. Yeah. That that's so good because if you think about it what emotions are is they're indicating something going on yeah. and a lot of times it stems from something that we were thinking about right and then that triggers a response and mm -hmm. the emotionals the the, uh, the synapses the neurotransmitters all of that 
and then we're feeling all of these emotions right. and it's connected right. to. So if we can kind of back up a little and yeah. find where that thought began, right. what triggered those emotions to happen, then we can begin to unravel why that is and what we can do to improve upon that, learn from that, grow. Or find the truth in it. Or find the truth. Or realize, like you said, recognize if it's true or not true. Right. And if we need to let that go or whatever. And so as we talk about this, this is in concept. In actuality. In situations. This is very difficult. (laughs) It's for a lot of reasons. We're triggered. We're in uh, something called hyperarousal. We get um, just really energized and... Well, we can get into that. Our our sympathetic nervous system mm-hmm. gets activated, and yeah. we're in that fight or flight, you know, mm-hmm. mode where yep. people can have lots of different things, things yeah. like anxiety or anger or all kinds yeah. of things going on, and that can be difficult to manage. So a lot of times we have to slow down. Like you mm-hmm. said, I love that. The slowing down means pausing that fight or flight and taking a little bit of time to whatever it looks like for you yeah. deep, deep breathing go mm-hmm. take a walk some what, grounding exercises you know whatever yeah. that is that you can do just just slow down that sympathetic system and activate your parasympathetic system mm-hmm. which is your rest and digest calm focused you're able to process you're able to communicate better you're able to be less reactive and all of that yeah. so yeah yeah um, so that being said and having some kind of awareness of how to also wanted to touch on some really important pitfalls of communication yeah. and just an awareness, bringing an understanding of kind of reflecting on self and how, how do I fall in those things that we can be cautious mm-hmm. of, you know, For as sure. we're communicating. And like, what did you call them? Caution cones? Yeah, like little like caution that. cones mm-hmm. as we're going down this two-way road of connecting and communicating, yes. right? Sometimes yes. there's construction zones where we have to slow down. <laughs> yes. And there's caution cones. And, yeah. you know, we try not to run over those if we can. <laughs> so we have a full list. It's like about 30, 30 things that are common pitfalls. We're going to go over just a few of of them. them. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Not all of them, but we are going to attach that in our email, our mailing list and resources. Yeah. Yeah. Some resources. Mm -hmm. So, uh, part of these pitfalls, um, come up, I think just because of our natural, um, experiences, our personalities, but I think it's still Mm -hmm. worthy to like look into and really notice um, what of these you do now, I think your first initial response will be to figure out what your partner does first and then, but I'm, I'm asking to put that on pause and notice what you do yeah. individually. Yeah. And a lot of times what we do is, is going to impact those that we're connecting and communicating with right. and just be a somewhat contagious so to speak mm-hmm. not even intentionally <clears throat> right. because once we see something that's helpful and useful like yeah. oh, the other person like you know no, no, I think that might be a good idea you know yeah. so one thing that I really liked from this was learning to again asking questions right asking permission is it okay if we talk about this I would like to talk with you is this a good time? You know, those kinds of things. Oh my and gosh. I, I don't think that comes one. naturally. It it's, doesn't. It takes time to develop yeah. and practice, but I, I think it can be really helpful. This is actually one of my favorite ones, and it comes, I feel like it comes naturally to me, 
because I am well aware if I want to have that conversation or not. Most of the time, I'm not in a space, so I have to decide what space do I want to provide to have that conversation. In the middle of Costco is not it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> On a Sunday night, trying to get the chicken, right? Yeah, it's, yeah. it's not going to work. Not a good time. <laughs> and so, always, yeah. you know, I like to always uh, think about really carving out time just every week mm-hmm. to have really important conversations, but also making sure that I'm aware for other or available for other conversations that come up of like, yes, I can have this conversation. How about tomorrow night after X, Y, Z? Yeah. Yeah. And that's good. And that was one of the other ones is that planning a time. Like, yeah. Okay. To, you know, and they, it, you know, it's good to do it with it, you know, as soon as you can later that day or the next day sometime is They say helpful, 24 hours, but I have a slower processing time, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, everyone's a little different, you know? Um, and I love that it's, you know, it's about not one person winning, not one or the other person yeah. winning, right? It's about coming to a mutual understanding or a compromise, whatever you want to call it, that um, you, you figure out what that middle ground is. Yeah. And, and truly, I think, you know, connecting and communicating is so much connected to learning from each other, really, right? Because right? we all have different perspectives, understandings, experiences, and oftentimes, as we look for that middle ground, we learn and we grow, I think, you know. Yeah, I think the need to want to be right or find your opinion as, like, the truth, I think that that you just miss the other person completely. And it leaves zero room for connection. And the whole point of communicating is to connect. That's, like, the whole goal of it all. Yeah, that's the goal, yeah. And so when you try to win, you cannot connect. So you both lose. Right, right. That's just the reality of it. Yeah. It's true, and, and that can be more or less difficult for different, you know, personalities. Right. <laughs> Some personalities are highly competitive, and that mm-hmm. can be very challenging. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, let's see, there's seeking to understand the other person's point of view, which kind of ties into that, finding that mutual understanding and that middle ground. Um, remember experience and perceiving things differently so that's kind of part of that as well i think that's a huge one to just um mention as well is that the goal is really to understand each other not think like each other right not be the other person. be that's a measurement <laughs> and that's a whole nother thing about codependency that we will get into probably later another on. time <laughs> but it is it's not about trying to get them to think like you it's just understanding how they think and understanding their perception of it and their experience with it. And then yeah. them getting to know yours. Right. I think we think that they everything has to align or agree. Right. Or we, we, don't think have, the same we don't way. have to agree on everything. Right. You know, right. It's, it's, yeah. Yeah. That's good. Uh, not blaming or accusing because um, that usually shuts down communication. Right? It 100% shuts so, down communication. Yeah. Whenever we blame or accuse another person of an intention yeah. or um, for their feelings, that's a huge one. Like, yeah. You made me feel like this. No, no. <laughs> right. Right. Uh, and I hear that often, right? Yeah. Of, of yeah. people, I guess, the dynamic of not really taking responsibility and accountability for our feelings. Right. Well, why did you feel like that? What came right. up for you? 
and and try to go a little bit deeper yeah. than where just did your that feeling. thought come from that where caused did that those thought feelings come from? right, right? Mm-hmm. that felt hurt now could it have been hurtful of what they said totally i'm not saying that right. i'm not saying that they have some responsibility as well right. but when we, it comes to our emotions us taking responsibility for them yeah. we actually get to choose that by our thoughts right. and so some come naturally and some we have to really think about and and yeah. we can have a partner that is willing to meet us there is is part of that work, but really not blaming and accusing. Right. It's such a right. it's such a hard thing to stop doing. It's not easy sometimes. Yeah. It is a neural yeah. pathway that has to be redeveloped. Yeah. We have but to I think noticing it that story is there. a huge deal. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's good. Um, award, eliminating the words never and always that is easier said than done. That's not an easy it's one. It's so but interesting. The never yeah. and always. I hear this often with uh, couples and. Um, he never does this. He, she always is doing that. Like always, really, mm, never. Yeah. It goes into the same place of blaming and accusing. Yeah. It puts us in a space of defensiveness where we just shut down. Yeah, yeah. We have to defend ourselves. Put up it's a not wall. True. You know, protect ourselves or whatever yeah. because of being blamed or accused of you know X, Y, or Z. Yep. One scenario I recently was talking to someone and it was like, "What's for dinner?" And the other person was feeling guilty that they hadn't had the time or the energy or whatever they're overwhelmed with going on whatever that they weren't able to have dinner ready you know or whatever and so then they respond with just reactive like well you know and it blows up from there the other person's like i just asked what's for dinner you know so nothing so (laughs) so what what is what's going on and that's you know being aware of the blaming and accusing and of that internal dialogue that we talked about earlier too that you know sometimes we have already something simmering so another pitfall i think would be helpful to um be aware of is to know when you need a timeout Mm. know when you need a timeout have an agreed upon so proactively talking with your partner and saying like hey if we are escalating in our fight or in our argument or in our conversation can we have a word that we can use, a timeout phrase, yeah. where we can both step back and then come da- come back to one another when we're calmer, when we're slowing down, when we're not yeah. um, in that hyper-arousal space. And so right. finding an agreed-upon phrase that you can use, like timeout, um, might be helpful in those situations. That's good. Um, another one I wanted to mo- uh, mention to try and avoiding is expecting others to read your mind Mm, but we cannot expect others to know what we feel and need unless we tell them this is a huge one i hear in in couples specifically is where they're like well they should know (laughs) how does that work how do they know because they're not god they're not my readers They should know that I wanted that glass of water. I love that Jared is a hostess and he's a two personality too. So he is really aware of people's needs. Yeah. Sometimes before they are. Wow. Um, and I think that that's such a gift. Yeah. And, but also could be such a curse. Because it then kind of enables people not to ask for what they need. Mm. And it is our responsibility to ask for what we need. Mm. Rather than depending on someone to always meeting our needs. Right, right. 
Um, yeah. and, and it can be tricky. Like, I, I think I tend more towards that way a little bit. And when you operate that way, right, we kind of automatically have that thought, well, why doesn't this person think that for me? Why don't they think, mm-hmm. oh, what does why she Why isn't it reciprocated? You know, she looks stressed. Does she need this? Mm-hmm. Or looks overwhelmed. Can I help? Can I ask to help with this or that? Or, you know, whatever. So those yes, kinds of things. Yes, Because we think, well, that's what I would do. Right. right? And that's why one of the common things I hear for twos and sixes specifically you know, yeah. is that, like, I'm showing up for them. Why aren't they able to show up for me? Right. And it's just and a very different way of operating yeah, and thinking that right. it's not, uh, you know, malicious or or even necessarily negligent. It's just uh, they operate completely differently. Completely it's just not different. on the radar. They do not have an awareness. They didn't need it growing up. And yeah. so it's not there. Right. And so really yeah. being clear about your needs and wants. Yeah. And, and not also, feeling guilty for having to ask. Like, I think yeah. that's something, especially as, like, women and moms, I feel like we that comes up a lot. It's yeah. like, we feel like we should be able to do, which I think you this is something oh, coming yeah. up. we should be able to do this or that you know yeah. and i should not have to ask for help right mm-hmm. we have those internal uh, thoughts or mm-hmm. whatever and messages and that's not true yeah so that you goes know? to our another pitfall our other pitfall yeah. is is don't should yourself right so you we know? need a t-shirt that says this. we need a t-shirt that says don't should yourself the shoulds yeah. are uh taboo words in therapy right this dynamic of yeah. oh i should have done this or they should have done that or right. the, the right. should yeah. that will that will weigh us down yeah. with expectation really yeah. and shame shame and yeah. um just regret and all of these emotions and feelings that really come from this idea of who we're supposed to be and not necessarily where we are, who we are, right. and how we can reflect that. It's not really helpful. <laughs> it's more just like self-condemning almost. Oh, <laughs> like, this it's is just not, so... It's not productive. It's sad. You. It's mm-hmm. sad. I yeah. really have so much compassion for the shitters. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. I, a t-shirt that says, I'm a shitter. <laughs> <laughs> I should oh, all over myself. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Okay, oh. that's good. That's good. Oh my gosh. No, you're never going to forget this now, huh? <laughs> <laughs> that one will stick. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it will. For so, sure. Hopefully that was helpful for you guys. We do want to give you some practical, holistic steps today. So, awareness is the first one. Awareness of how we're communicating with ourselves and others. That was the first one we kind of talked about. And um, just beginning to take little notes, you know, take those mental notes or actual written notes. We talked about that. Yeah, or asking someone for sure. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. the feedback, right? And even, you know, we mentioned earlier different ways of feedback, even asking, like, is, do you think that this is effective? Am I being effective in this, you know, area of connecting or whatever it is? Yeah. And then the second one. And then the second one is to understand um, your personal pitfalls just to be aware of those understanding your personal ones not your partners uh not all your friends your parents anyone else just your own personal (laughs) pitfalls that you notice you can fall into yes and then the third one would be practicing these healthy communication guidelines that we kind of have gone through um and we will have them in the resources as well if you're on the email list if you aren't you can you can do that 
so that you begin to have that intentionality that we right. mentioned with yes. like the gate and with asking questions yes. and listening and all of those things that we talked about. Yeah, for the last one, the the how tos of how to share and how to um, listen, those are models used by um, a modality within therapy for and by Pia Melody. And so okay. any resources that she has will also put up of, of some of the, the treatment that's used in how to communicate yeah. um, and some helpful tools. And so those will we'll give we out. We can list those, yeah. List those. Pia Melody, yeah. And we will list um, the books that we mentioned, the, the pitfalls, and then the guidelines as yeah. well. And then for our plants. For our plants. Yeah, this was yes. For this episode. Where's the plants? Okay, so the plant that we chose for this episode is the spider plant. And uh, Miriam's so excited because she has a ton of them. I have a lot of them. <laughs> it's one of my favorites. For me, it's somewhat easy to take care of. Um, they do need a little bit of sunlight. Um, and but they don't need much water, so that's really great, especially here where I live in the desert. I actually have one in my office where there's no windows, and it's been in there for months and months and months, and it's been completely fine. I don't know if maybe the fluorescent lighting is like enough. I must just light. drown mine yeah. because I yeah. murder mine like <laughs> I'm a serial spider plant murderer. <laughs> And I just give up on them. I don't know why. And I hear from everyone that they're like the easiest plant and they're not for me. I don't know why. And so I tend to murder them. But here's a good thing to know about the spider plant. It, it represents or symbolizes mindfulness, caring, and connection with others. And so that's why we thought it would be. Yeah, it a relates great plant. kind of to the topic. And yeah. um, it's a pretty fun plant. So. And then we have our plant oil. So for today, we chose clarity, which represents awareness, alertness, and mental clarity. And, you know, to me, that kind of connects to the intentionality of how we connect to people, right? right. And having awareness of those, of how we're doing that for right. ourselves and for others in our life that we care about. Yeah. Um, and it has, it's a really vibrant, uh, I feel like bright blend to me. It smells kind of like a combination of cut grass and like some herbs. So it's, it's very fresh and almost zesty, but it's because it has like basil, cardamom, rosemary, peppermint, um, geranium, lemon, palmrosa, ylang-ylang, bergamot, roman chamomile, and jasmine. So a lot of good stuff in there. A lot of good which is why the megahertz um, for the biofrequencies of the body are like 101, which is really good. You want yeah. you want your biofrequencies to up. If you want to understand that more, go back to our episode. Uh, I think it was episode three where we talk more <laughs> about that, or just ask you know for information. But it's it's a real medical thing. I promise it's not made up. Um, but yeah, so it's really beneficial. And the cool thing is with so many of those different herbs and things, it's actually very beneficial for health with things like it can help relieve uh, tension. It has antimicrobial properties. It can be helpful like, for like sore muscles and like sinus things and stuff like that. So lots of practical uses as well. Yeah, you know why I love the Clarity Oil in, in the dynamic of what we're talking about in connection with communication is that most of miscommunication is done just because things aren't clear. Right. They're assumed they're or shouldn't. They're <laughs> all of those things, right? right. There's just so yeah. many misinterpreted. Um, right? Of, of what is actually there. Because most yeah. of the time, people are, their goal is to connect. 
or to be seen and known and heard. And communication is the only way to do that. Right. And right. so clarity yeah. is what's needed usually in these moments. That really helps. And, and that clarity of like what is true and what's not true, mm-hmm. right? And yeah. that's very important and very helpful. Thank you guys so much for joining in with us today. We love having you along this journey of learning and transformation. We would love to have you subscribe. We can send you the list of resources and tools available. And we can't wait to have you next time.